This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 142, Clifton Strengths Power. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Welcome to another replay episode of the show. Today I am unlocking from the vault an interview I did with Devin Alexis Jones in 2017 on my former podcast, Life Lovers Radio, where we talked all about Clifton Strengths. Now, at the time, this assessment was called the Strengths Finder. So if you hear us saying that word, we're talking about the same thing. It's just had a name change over the years. And if you're not familiar with this assessment, it's actually one of my favorites. I use it with all of my clients and it tests people's natural strengths and their talents. And, um, it's, I know it's an assessment that's not like hot and out there all the time, like something like Enneagram is, but to me, it gives me a really in-depth look at who somebody is. And a lot of times our strengths are in overdrive. And so, um, they can actually become weaknesses in our life and you'll hear all about it on the interview, (laughs) like repeat all the things in store, but it's a really great interview. Devin has actually evolved over the years and no longer does a lot of strength stuff. Um, she actually had a baby and she's more into this like feminine flow, which has been really cool for her to evolve into. Um, but I wanted to unlock this interview because it's a great one. And as many people as possible that can go out and take the Clifton strengths, the better, because I know when I first took this years ago, it unlocked a whole new world for me. Um, so I encourage you to listen in and hopefully it inspires you to go take this assessment and gain some great results about who you are and how to better yourself in the process. So once again, this is an intro on an intro next year, he'll hear my old intro and then the interview with Devin. Enjoy. Hey there, life lover. This month on the show, we are talking all about how to bloom and blossom in your life so that you can live your best self with your best life. If this is something that you feel ready for, you're ready to take things up a notch, you do not want to miss today's episode because today on the show, we are talking all about your fastest ticket to creating your best life. I don't know about you, but I like fast. I like things to move and groove at a pace that is moving forward. I don't want to spend a lot of time on things sometimes. But if you're like me, you really want to listen to today's episode. I can't say it enough because I am going to talk to you about a way that you can take your life to the next level, but I'm not going to be alone on that. I'm going to have a special guest with me today. Now, before I do my introduction of who this special guest is, let me tell you a little bit about StrengthsFinder. If you're an active listener of the show, and certainly if you're a client of mine, you know, I love me some StrengthsFinder. 
I have all of my clients take this assessment because we are constantly going back to their results and making them stronger and better in order to make their life better. There's so much information just within their top five strengths on who they are and how to get what they want in their life. I'm a huge fan of this assessment. It is my absolute favorite out of all the assessments out there, simply due to the amount of research that's behind it and knowing too that only one and 33 million people are gonna have the exact same top five strengths as you in the exact same order. It allows you to really see just how unique and special you are. It's just a few dollars. In fact, it's only $15 to take it. And within just about 30 minutes, you're gonna walk away knowing what your five greatest gifts in this world are. It's incredible stuff, right? So you may be putting together naturally that your fastest ticket to becoming your best self is in the strings finder. Now, as I mentioned, I have a special guest today because I wanted to take it to the next level and I wanted to bring in somebody who is amazing at strengths finder. Her name is Devin Alexis Jones. Now, Devin was once the youngest certified Gallup strengths finder coach out there, and she has been certified for just a few years now. And in that time, she has coached over 400 millennials on their strengths. It's incredible, right? She has just an amazing passion and energy about StrengthsFinder. I happened to just meet her on Instagram. She reached out to me. I found her website, looked her up. I loved her branding. I loved her messaging. And I asked her if she wanted to hop on the phone with me and chat a little bit more. She did. And within a few minutes, I knew I wanted to bring this girl on the show. We have a very similar passion about StrengthsFinder. And she said to me specifically, I want everybody in the world to have their strengths because I think it'll just rock the world and take the lives of so many people to the next level. And I said, girl, I cannot agree more. We've got to talk about this on the show. And so luckily she agreed and we recorded a killer interview together. She talks so much goodness about the strengths finder to allow you to implement your results in your life. She tells about her story with it, her client story, and she gives you some great information about how to take these paper results that you're going to get and make them come to life. You do not want to miss this interview. I keep saying it, but I can't help it. It's a great one. Now, if you are new to the strengths finder assessment, The basics of it is that within just about 30 minutes, you're going to get your top five most natural gifts to the world. Many times our most natural gifts are things we don't even recognize because we think everybody else has it or they're in overdrive because they're so strong that we're living in them so much that they're draining us. So once you know what your top five strengths are, it creates a confidence and a momentum in you unlike any other. You know with all certainty what it is that you are special in the world to do and how to start to create more of that within your job, within your relationships, within yourself. It's a very powerful thing. And there's so much research behind it. There is just so much goodness in what you can take from your results and make them come to life through programs and coaches and just free resources out there on the internet. There are some assessments out there. You get the results, then you can't find anyone to help you implement them. Not with StrengthsFinder. StrengthsFinder, you're going to be able to really take those results and implement them in a way to make your life incredible. I've seen the results in my own life. Devin will share her story, and I've seen it in the results of my clients as well. 
The Strength Finder is amazing and it's just $15 to go take it. And if you haven't taken it yet and you're already itching to go do it, there is a small bit.ly that I have that you can go take it. And it is bit.ly forward slash get strengths. And the G is capital and the strengths is capital. So again, it's bit.ly forward slash get strengths. And I'll give that link at the end too. So without further ado, we've got to get into this interview with Devin today because it is full of goodness and full of amazingness. And I think you're going to love it. So without further ado, here's my interview with Devin. Devin, I am so excited to have you on the show today. I told the listeners all about you in the intro about how we met, how we both love StrengthsFinder, and how we both view StrengthsFinder as this fast ticket to becoming your best self. But I would love for them to know even more about you from your mouth. So tell us what life was like for you before StrengthsFinder came into your world. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's such, it's such a joy to be on the show and was um, such a surprise. I love that you just reached out and now we are learning about each other and just this shared passion for StrengthsFinder. It's so exciting to meet other women who are just using it and rocking it and um, seeing really the benefits for their own life. So yeah, for so my life before StrengthsFinder um, was was great. I, I grew up and grew up in San Diego, California. Um, love just the beach and living out here. Very kind of relaxed lifestyle. Um, awesome family. And we were always about like family is a team. And so we uh, did a lot of things together. Um, we're kind of a road trip family. And uh, I really felt like that was uh, so big in my development of growing up and feeling like everything I do was related to a team and family is so important and just kind of um, feeling like connected to something greater than myself and feeling um, very loved and accepted for who I am. And at the same time, I still kind of had this interesting tension of um, feeling a little bit different from those around me. So um, I was kind of like a nerdy kid growing up. I loved learning. I love to read. I um, had my sights set on, you know, big colleges, even from the, you know, young, ripe age of five and six years old. And one of the things that I thought um, was just really interesting was how much I took to um, learning and the challenge and um, wanting to kind of um, achieve great things. And, and so I feel like it was kind of natural for me to just push myself and my family kind of would push me as well, but I didn't need a lot of external motivation um, and moved towards, you know, honor student, um, working towards, you know, AP classes and eventually got into my dream school, uh, my dream college of Stanford University. And I went there um, right out of high school. And so it was definitely a journey. Um, I changed my major twice while I was in college. I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. I think there was such a, um, such a high bar set that was like, get to college, get to college, that I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about what I was going to do when I got there. It was really just, that was kind of like the end goal. That was the um, eye on the prize. Um, and I was the old, I'm the oldest in my family. I was the first to go to college. So it was really just um, a new uh, journey and a, a kind of uncharted waters for me. But when I got there, I felt um, very lucky to just have um, a lot of people telling me, just follow your passion, do what you love. And I was like, well, what is that? I don't really know what that is. And 
um, one of the things that I thought I would enjoy would be was to be a doctor. And so um, a lot of kids, you know, a lot of kids go into college pre-med and I did that and um, didn't really find that I fit in kind of that category or that those, um, the things I was learning were, I was really passionate about. I think I was thinking about the end goal of if I'm a doctor, I will love this, but I wasn't enjoying the journey to get there. Um, so I, luckily I got to study abroad and kind of reset. And I realized that I just love languages and cultures and, um, I loved to travel and I loved understanding different people and ways of life. And so I changed my major to international relations. I became um, an international relations student with a focus on social development and human well-being. So even in college, I was learning about how people achieve well-being and how we develop and kind of social structures and communities and um, networks. And so that was just such an exciting journey to, to finally discover something that I loved. And then kind of the capstone of my college journey was to be part of the Stanford School of Design, where I uh, took a class and then got to be on the teaching team for a class called Designing Your Life, which was where I first got introduced to StrengthsFinder and um, really was kind of like a window into my future because Designing Your Life was talking to college students about why they exist on this earth and what you hope to do with your life. We talked about worldview. We talked about your view on um, life and work and the balance or the integration, whichever kind of phrase you prefer. And it was such an exciting uh, place to be. My professors are now, you know, New York Times bestselling authors on this whole process of being a life designer. So not that you just chart out your life like 15, 20 years in advance, but you actually design and prototype as you go. Um, and that's really kind of how I approach things in, in my life is um, I'm really immune to failure. I'm, a, I'm totally happy to try something and co totally crash and burn because I feel like those learning experiences are great. So anyway, um, to tie that kind of all back in, I took my StrengthsFinder in that class and then um, eventually, two years after college, I decided to become a StrengthsFinder coach. So I realized the value in understanding how we're uniquely designed and using our top five themes in work, in relationships, in life, and then also to relate to others. Um, and so since then, and we'll talk about that later, but since then, the whole game has changed after knowing my strengths. Wow. I love that. It's so, it's always so interesting to me to hear how people find, you know, just this like little, little, this little piece in this little class opened up this huge window mm -hmm. of opportunity and how it just kind of stumbled in your lap. And it just, it's so, it's so interesting, Devin. So tell us, you know, when you discovered your top five strengths, what kind of feelings were you feeling? Yeah. Wow. Um, I think I felt like this is so me. I get it. And how did they know? It was kind of a little bit um, weird and a little bit like, how did they, you know, pinpoint these things about me that I love to meet new people. And then I, I enjoy the challenge of, of meeting a stranger and making them into a friend or that I feel like life is connected in these ways. And so it, it just felt right. It really felt like it fit. But I also was kind of like, okay, so what do I do now? Is this just great information or, or, you know, how do I really apply this to my life? So for many years, it was just something interesting, kind of like a party trick, you know, it's like everyone says, hey, do you know your strengths? And people would kind of bring it up in the various circles that I run and people kind of take strengths finder. And so they know it. It's like, 
something you have by your desk and there's these five themes. So, um, but it wasn't until a couple years later that I realized that there's so much you can invest in ways to, to grow your strengths that not just that it's stagnant and something that's more of a label, but actually something that you work with and a tool that you can use towards your goals and, um, towards your per- personal growth. Yeah. You know, my story was similar to Devin when I took the Strengths Finder. I actually did it when I was in coaching school. They had us take it. I got the results. I saw them. I didn't really think much of them. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess that, that sounds like me. Threw it in the folder. And then when I went to training, we were coaching on something, coaching each other. And we're, I think I was getting coached on something like I connect too much sometimes with people and sometimes I don't. Mm. And um, we had our top five strengths out on our desk, right? Mm. Just like you said. And one of the coaches in the room said, Hey, that's your connectedness. And that moment I started to see, ah, okay, these things I'm actually doing in my everyday life. And I need to learn how to focus them because sometimes they're in overdrive and it's causing me problems in life. And so for me, that's when I became really passionate of, oh my gosh, like I got to learn how to fine tune these things. I need to somebody to help me fine tune this because otherwise it just looks like information on a paper. And like you said, a party intro, you know, just like, oh, hi, I'm Lindsay. These are my top five strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel the same way, Devin, of, you know, it was just kind of information and you had to learn how to fine tune it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you're talking about managing around your strengths and the refinement because I love the strengths are, it's all about looking at what's right with people. So what's cool is that the creators of strengths, um, Donald Clifton, along with George Gallup and the Gallup Association, they really believed in looking at what's right with us. What if we studied what was right with people instead of what was wrong with people? Because um, in a lot of, you know, psychology today or just in psychology back in when they were even starting it, um, it's about looking at dysfunctions or things that are, you know, problems and fixing problems. And he wanted to start with, start from like a positive place and assuming that positive intent. And I think that is so powerful to look at the positive, but I also think that we can't stay there. I think it's good to start there. And we also have to look at, okay, how might my strengths be getting in my way or how might they be um, misperceived or um, in areas where they're in overdrive, like you said. And so I think the real gold is when I can help a, a, a client really uncover and dig through their strength in the positive and also where it might be holding them back. And I don't even think that's a negative thing. I think it's actually positive when you can say, oh yeah, um, my deliberative is slowing me down a little bit. How do I pair with another strength and still get things done in a really effective way? While not definitely not bashing any of our strengths. We love our strengths. We have to realize um, when to kind of tune them in and kick them on and then also when to refine them, hold them back or use them kind of in a different way, especially when we can pair our themes. I think that is so, so strong because themes are not isolated. They work um, dynamically with one another and that's why we have our top five strengths and they all, you know, can pair in these different unique ways. Um, And so, yeah, I just think it's really good to look at kind of both sides and that's where you can have a lot of growth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, Devin, before I went into coaching and got coaching of my own, I was in therapy for a year and I would go to her with these same problems week after week of things like I was anxious and some of the, like my empathy was in overdrive, which, Mm -hmm. which later, you know, when I took the strengths finder, understood it, I realized had I taken that strengths finder right at the beginning of that therapy or any time in therapy, had she just coached me on my strengths, 
I wouldn't have been in therapy because I have activator high. And so a lot of people with activator, we have anxiety until we learn how to manage it. And so it was just, I just kept being told, well, this is what's wrong with you. This is what's wrong with you versus from a strengths approach. It's here's what's right with you. And sometimes it's just in a little bit that needs some tweaking. And then, you know, you just go when you fly, you know, have you found the same Devin? Yeah, definitely. There are, there are some themes I think that, you know, they're working for you and then you just need a coach to kind of um, also clarify where they're coming out, um, whether that's in the positive or the negative. So I think that's really key is like, I, I love therapy. I think there's a, there's a place in, in life for that. And I think certain kind of problems can be used. Um, Therapy can be used to help us overcome them. But I also love that with StrengthsFinder, you can use it with a coach and then you can also walk away, start building awareness for your themes. And then I love when my clients come back and they say, oh, hey, I totally saw my intellection theme coming out in this way. And then I realized I needed to kind of manage it like that and um, really kind of doing their own work um, and their own time because it is a tool that you can use even away from the workplace, you can use it day in and day out in your own, like, you know, processing, journaling, um, and to, to kind of get clues into why things might be, might be panning out in certain ways for you. Yeah, certainly. So true. Well, before we get into talking about all the cool stuff, yeah. both you and I have seen with clients with StrengthsFinder, tell us about you. What have been your biggest areas of change since knowing your own StrengthsFinder strengths? Yeah. Um, so much has changed since knowing my strengths finder themes and also just knowing strengths finder as a philosophy in general, just that we are one in 33 million. I know you've said that before on the podcast, but the likelihood of, of our top five themes showing up in that exact order is one in 33 million. And I love that because it just feels, um, and just gives me the sense and the magnitude of how unique we are as individuals, how we're uniquely designed. And so I think for me, it's shown up in, you know, all areas of my life. I'll start with kind of the way that I work. So um, my strengths, uh, I should probably name them too. So I'm Harmony Woo, Connectedness, Ideation, and Activator. And so they all show up in er every area of my life. But one of the strengths that I think has really been um, a strong tool and then also something to navigate has been my activator at work. So um, like you mentioned, you have activator too. It, it makes us really hard workers. We can get a lot done. I have a lot on my plate. I love the energy around starting something new. Um, just lots and lots of, you know, passion, drive, energy. And I can take on more than um, some of my, you know, colleagues can. And so I've had to really navigate around, yes, this is my greatest, this is one of my greatest gifts and strengths that I bring to my job is that I can do so much that I can take on the projects that I can balance, um, you know, many different priorities, but I also have had to manage not taking on too much because, um, there is a certain limit and I don't want to completely experience burnout and I can't be working, you know, 60 hours a week. And then also realizing and giving other people grace if they don't work at that pace, because, um, not everyone is an activator and I, uh, need to value what they bring to the table um, as well as what I bring. And that's how great partnerships can happen. So someone who works, um, 
maybe a little bit more thoughtfully than my activator, you know, cause activator is ready, fire, aim, like kind of act mm-hmm. before I think sometimes. Um, but someone who's a bit more thoughtful in their decision-making is going to really be an awesome partner for me. I actually have someone that I can think about right now. And, um, when, when you partner, uh, a mover and a shaker with a really thoughtful person, you're going to be moving and shaking and doing things that are much more intentional and the right things. So, Um, I think it's helped me just in realizing that. And then I've also kind of, kind of in reflecting back on the things that I did before knowing my strengths, I realized, um, that my activator can, can do things too soon. Um, so I even was reflecting recently on my first job out of college. I was managing a website for the business that I was working for and my boss had to go away, um, on a trip right when we were about to do the website launch. And he told me, he's like, Devin, if anything goes wrong, call me, just let me know, please. You know, if you have any questions or hesitations, just call me. And my activator was like, Oh no, I'm not going to need any help. You know, I've got this. Um, and I ended up launching the website too early cause I was so excited. I felt like it was ready. I just wanted the energy of the start of getting it out there. And it was a really big, you know, it was a really big misstep and he was upset and clients saw it and it wasn't ready. And there were parts of the page that weren't functional. And, you know, I was still very um, new in my career and had a, a lot of learning to do. But now I look back and I was like, oh, that was my activator who wanted, it wanted that satisfaction of the start and of, um, of having something new and exciting to kind of put out there. So now I, I, I always have to go to someone and, and think about, okay, can you give me some ideas of what could go wrong here and give me, you know, put up some um, kind of be the devil's advocate for me before my activator kind of goes wild. So I've definitely learned that it's not just understanding my own strengths, but also the strengths of others. So another strength of mine is ideation and, and it's a lot of ideas and forward thinking. So my ideation activator has got a lot of forward momentum and I have this colleague who has the strength of context and his, um, his context has been such a strong, partnership for me to ask him, what have we done before? What is What have you tried in the past? Um, tell me about the context of this project or of this person or of this team. So, so I can understand before I just rush into it, you know, before my ideation activator moves forward, I, I need you to look back because I don't naturally look back. That's not something that I um, really spend a lot of time or energy doing. So I have to go to people who get energy from that. And his context is loves looking um, to the past and historical data. So, so yeah, it's, it's played out a lot at work um, and, and building that, those really strong partnerships and knowing kind of where my boundaries are and also where I am going to be a really good, um, a really good partner to others as well. And then um, my relationships for sure have been changed because of StrengthsFinder. So I, I really value and love knowing strengths in my marriage. My husband and I use it all the time just to kind of understand where we, each other is coming from. And what's funny is that as I was um, learning about StrengthsFinder and understanding my strengths, I really uh, thought about the strength of restorative, which I don't have in my top five. And I was like, you know, I think that would be really helpful to have in a mate. I was just thinking about that randomly about how restorative is about noticing the problems, anticipating problems, um, wanting to, you know, having a lot of energy around fixing things and finding solutions. And I am so, I also have positivity in my top 10. And so I am so like positivity, look on the bright side, kind of 
um, the what if and the dreamer. Uh, and so I don't always stop to look at what could go wrong. And what's funny is I didn't choose my, my, my husband because of this, but he actually has restorative in his top strengths before I even met him. I just, I wanted this strength. And, and what's just so ironic is that yes, it is such an incredible partnership. Like he anticipates, okay, what could go wrong? Um, he notices that there's something, you know, the sink is kind of sounding funny or um, we really, really need to get the oil change before the, the, uh, the mileage is up or just other things he anticipates. And in that, it's, it's become a really strong partnership. I also see where we rub each other kind of the wrong way a little bit because I'm all about, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to turn out great. Don't worry about it. And he is all about really looking at the problem. So we've had to navigate what that looks like and, and just appreciate one another's different perspectives rather than, you know, kind of point fingers and say, you're too negative or you're too naive, or that's kind of, um, we never want to bully each other with our strengths, but yeah, it's really changed the way that, that our marriage, um, that we relate to each other, that we love each other, that we appreciate one, what we, one another brings to the table. And um, I feel like knowing the strengths of another, whether it's your partner or a friend or a coworker, is kind of like having this insider's look into, into kind of their heart and soul. So you also, I learned how to love people differently. So I have a friend who's high in the strength of input. And so she loves gathering information. She loves having data and articles and reading things. And um, I know that something that's going to really light her up is when I ask her, hey, what have you been learning in your master's program? And she's going to just be so excited to share. And that's a way to just care for the people in your life. When you know their strengths, you can kind of um, love them to their strengths and, and um, have a relationship where you can help their strengths really shine as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Devin, with what you're saying here. I feel like what I hear you say and what I've heard and, and felt in my own life is it changes your perspective. It changes the conversation, not only internally, you know, like you talked about with your activator and launching that website too soon. You know, I have activator high too. We so relate in that. <laughs> I made mistakes in my past of doing things too quickly. And the conversation before strengths was, what's wrong with you, Lindsay? Why are you doing yeah. this? You're never going to be able to do blah, 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 blah. Then after strengths, it was, oh, that's just activator. or Oh, it's just that. Okay, now you know what it is. You know how to fine tune it. Let's fix it for the next time. And then with other people, you know, it is, I used to have this talk of what's wrong with them. Oh, that's annoying. I don't like that. Why aren't we connecting? Why aren't we doing that? And then after strengths, it was, oh, that's just their futuristic or that's this or that. This, this funny story I always tell when I was dating my husband is he was always talking about the future and we had just started dating and I'm like, oh my God, this guy's kind of freaking me out. Why is he always talking mm -hmm. about the future? Then I learned strengths, how to take strengths finder. His number one was futuristic. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's just this futuristic. Mm -hmm. And so we can uh, love that about somebody else. And I, like you said too, you know, you see this deeper look on people. And it's like, you get to see the spirit, you know, I know we both share connectedness, so we love having those deep connections. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, it's like, Oh, I know why you do that the way you do. And I just feel like it's increased my own unconditional love for other people. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just a beautiful place to not only give that to yourself, but to give it to other people. And it's just from one simple assessment that takes like 30 minutes to take mm -hmm. and it can just change your whole perspective on life. Do you agree, Devin? Absolutely. I love what you said about um, the language that I use is to reframe. So we reframe the problem or we reframe um, our 
perspective of someone of, oh, why do they do it like that? When we have those words, it can reframe it into the positive, into one of the best things that they bring to the table. And it's so natural because there are strengths that naturally kind of rub against each other. Um, activator and deliberative. That was one I had to really learn how to love because like you, you know, we have a lot of speed. We are about doing things fast and doing things today and yesterday. Um, and deliberative is about thinking things through and being really cautious and, you know, uh, considering all the options before doing it. And so it took me a while to really love that strength. But once, once you do, you realize that it's so important that we have those people on this, you know, on this earth and that we need those people for certain really thoughtful tasks that I, you know, like I, I could never be a surgeon. I would just like cut and, and not think. And then, but a deliberative person or a surgeon that's, you know, really thoughtful is going to consider all that could go wrong before they even touch the patient. And that, that's the kind of person I would want on my case. So, um, I really love the reframing and just being able to see something that could have really frustrated us and then giving it a language just helps almost, um, yeah, just give it a different kind of power, like a positive intent rather than a quirk or something that's frustrating to us. So I love that we can kind of ascribe it, um, its value in that way. Yeah. And then too, of course, once you know what you're really good at and you know, you know what your natural strengths are, not only does it give you this confidence of, oh, wow, I'm so great at these things, but then it allows you to aim your life better. Just like what you found, Devin, with your own college experience of finding StrengthsFinder and learning how much you loved it and how your strengths tied into StrengthsFinder, passion and all that. You know, mm -hmm. I was the same way. It was like, wow, had I known my StrengthsFinder before, I wouldn't have had all these careers where I was like, ah, oh, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And so finally I'm like, ah, now I know where I need to go. Now I know, you know, what my plan is on life because I know what I'm really good at. And now I can create that in my career and my life and all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like sometimes um, we have other voices in our lives who encourage us in a certain direction. So like for me, um, I work with students a lot and students have parents with very strong opinions sometimes. And, and I think out of just the goodness of their heart, they want their student to have, you know, a job or a, a major that's going to lead to a lot of career options or a job that's going to be really lucrative. And, and when they just think about the outcome as like, I want to protect my child or I want to make sure that they're financially stable and they're not thinking about, um, what's what this person is designed to be or do or what's really going to energize um, him or her it's it's just not really helpful and so I, I find a lot of my students are doing this thing because oh the world says I should do this or like being accountant is so stable and I can have these you know have these great career options but in reality they have like all these intense and amazing relational themes and all they've wanted to do is be a teacher all their lives. And so I have, to, I, I enjoy working with um, people and their strengths to realize and give permission to be who they are. So it's totally okay for you to not love numbers and to just want to, you know, play or to love books and to become a, you know, a librarian. And, and so a lot of it is that kind of permission granting and saying, if you, if you can see your strengths and if you can aim them, you'll have success in your own way. You don't have to kind of take what those other voices have said. Um, even if they are really in, like well-intended, really loving people, there is just something about 
this assessment that gives a deeper understanding of how we're wired and what tasks and things um, we would do that brings us a lot of energy. So Marcus Buckingham, he's a really big um, writer and thought leader in StrengthsFinder, and he talks about looking at the task and based on our strengths, we're going to either have be energized by a task or be drained by a task. So meeting strangers like for a woo is a super energizing thing. A relator who values depth and doesn't like, you know, breaking the ice and doesn't like the chit chat at the beginning is going to be drained if they have to meet strangers day in and day out in their work. So I think we just kind of have to look at um, what is bringing that energy and what could be um, the best kind of fit. So we're not doing the square peg round hole kind of thing. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I just love listening to you, Devin, because I'm like, yes, yes. I mean, I wish you could see right now. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. It's so, it's so true. You know, I was in a workshop once and I was talking about strength Sinder, and somebody in the workshop said, do you ever find that most people, when they grow up, their parents are trying to put their own strengths on their child? And I sat back and I was like, yes, that's so true. I know it's so true in my situation of my parents really tried to fit me in their box. And I just kept trying to rebel against it. Like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Even though their intentions were so pure and so good, they wanted the best for me, but they just didn't have the awareness to say, hey, Lindsay, here's what makes you special and unique. Now let me help you aim that. They just knew how to aim themselves without aiming me. And so that's what StrengthsFinder can give. And it's so cool, Devin, that you get to work with these college kids in those times when they're making those big choices of where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And they're still listening to their parents and they don't have the information yet to go back and say, actually, mom and dad, hey, here are my strengths. This is really what I should be doing. And I think that um, the, that StrengthsFinder awareness too helps ease and give some support of you know, when you're wanting to, um, do something scary, I know it does for me of any time that I've kind of branched out, especially when I started my own coaching business, my mom was like, what in the world, Lindsay, this is a joke. Mm. And I went back to my strengths and I'm like, no, I'm going to stay true to what I know. And StrengthsFinder gave me that information to help build my confidence. Mm -hmm. I have this, um, so I have this piece of art on my wall in my office and it's, uh, the artist calls it a fortune cookie because it's literally a white plank of wood that she, you know, plank of wood that she painted white and then wrote on, on it with red. And it says, you have everything you need to do this wonderfully. And I put it there because I want everyone in my office to realize that we have everything we need within us in our top five strengths to do this wonderfully. And it's not necessarily that you can be or do anything in the world, but you have everything you need to do that one thing or those couple things that you love absolutely wonderfully. Um, and I, I think it's so great because when we come to that, um, you know, either a moment of fear or questioning or doubting about whether or not we've got this and we can, I love just aiming people back at their strengths and, and asking them, what do you have within you? What do you have in your toolbox that you're going to put to the test and that you're going to use right now? You're going to pull out and, and put it to work in such a great way so that when they are feeling anxious or unsure or doubting themselves, they can look and say, actually, I do have what it takes. I've got these strengths of being able to relate to people or being able to be very thoughtful or being able to get things done or managing a team. And when they can just look in, inside themselves and see they've got it, it just really re-energizes and reminds them that I don't have to do it the way that you know, my past manager did it or that my parents did it or that, you know, that mentor, that person I look up to does it. I have to do it the way I do it. And that is totally okay. And actually we're going to experience more success when we don't try to mimic 
others and those that um, have either gone before us or those we look up to, but when we use our own unique brand of strengths-based leadership, um, that's actually a theme of something I've been learning. Strengths-based leadership is a great book, little plug, um, that is kind of talks about how we have our own brand of strengths based on where our themes lie. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, it's and, and you mentioned it earlier with, there are some activities that will either energize you or drain you. So you have Wu in your top five, Devin. I think Wu is like one of my very bottom strengths. And so <laughs> when I go to networking events, you know, it drains me of, okay, I've got to go meet these people. And it used to really drain me. But now that I have that awareness of, okay, just the first few steps, Lindsay, are going to drain you a little bit. But then once you get to know somebody, it's going to energize the heck out of you. And so then I can almost like energize myself to go and woo it up a little bit because I know later in the journey, it's going to get really fruitful. And I know I have to make those first steps to take it to the stuff that I really love. And so again, it just allows me to love activities that maybe I didn't love before. And so it makes life just feel even more magical and amazing because even the stuff that I used to hate, I'm like, okay, I can do this because now I know when I get it to this step, it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. So it's I just, love that. Yeah. And I love, I love even like, I hear your other strengths coming out in that. Cause maybe you don't have woo, which is the traditional, like, you know, meeting strangers, the energy of a room full of people you've never met before. It's, they say woo is, um, there are no strangers in the world, just friends you haven't met yet. And so maybe that's not what you go into that room with, but I hear your activator. You're like, just get started. Just take the first step, right? So you activate on it. And then I love you say that you get energized when you connect, right? So like your activator helps you get going. And then your connection is once you, once you've found some kind of common ground with the person you're talking to, whether it's a shared passion or, um, you know, that you might have a, a mutual friend, like that's going to feel much more genuine to you than just the the task of, you know, introducing yourself to a stranger. Um, so I love that you're using what you have. And that's, that's my favorite is when we can think, all right, what other strengths could I use to accomplish that same um, goal or that same task that maybe another strength does really, really well. And that right there, Devin, is the beauty of strengths coaching. <laughs> because <laughs> That when you, like we just keep saying, when you just have information on paper, all it is is just basic information. But when you have somebody that can sit down with you, like Devin or me or another strengths coach that can say, hey, here's how you can take this activity and make it work for you. Or this is how you feel when you're doing it and giving you that awareness. That's when you're like, holy crap, this is incredible. <laughs> this is amazing. And the more you learn about yourself, the more you realize that you can change your perspective on things and use things in a different way. And gosh, it just makes life so flipping cool. And that's why this episode is your fastest ticket to becoming your best self. Because honestly, if you just study strengths finder, find a strengths program or coach or somebody that can help you with that. I just really think that that alone can allow you to become your best self. Would you agree, Devin? Absolutely. Yeah. I think we all need someone kind of to give a different perspective and to just see outside of ourselves. Because um, like I said, for the first two years, I just looked at the, my strengths and they sat kind of on my desk and I thought they were just cool, cool words there. But when I had uh, my actually, my deeper introduction to strengths was I 
was looking for a new job and I went around and I was kind of doing informational interviews um, before just jumping into the next thing. I wanted to see what else is out there that's cool. And one of my friends had this awesome title. He was a Gallup certified strengths coach. And so I messaged him on Facebook. I was like, Hey, I want to hear about what you're doing. Can we grab coffee? And can I have 30 minutes of your time? It turned into a two hour coaching session. And I was like, what? You know, my mind was blown with all these things and reasons why I did feel like there was a misfit in my current job. And, you know, um, just things like even dynamics that had been at play in my family life for a really long time. And, and it just took, he didn't even know me that well. It just took a coach who had the training, who looked at my themes, asked me a couple of really thoughtful questions, and then could give me his perspective on what he's seen in the hundreds of other people who have, you know, these themes. Because that, that's how I know that it works, is that there is such consistency. Like you can talk to somebody who has the strength of achiever um, here in California and there where you are in Texas and all over the world. And they're going to have the same things that they love to do and the same things that kind of drain them. So um, when you have someone who has the expertise, who can really help you name, claim, and aim your strengths, aim them at your goals, um, it helps you. And I love just the accountability too, because we can do it to ourselves all day long. But when you have someone else who's there in your corner, the coach who can kind of cheer you on and also um, give you some really good feedback, it just, it totally changes things. It totally does. I mean, you just described it right there in that conversation where somebody's giving you a different perspective. And it goes back to what we keep saying is that what I love about StrengthsFinder and what the core of it is, is studying what is right with people. Because a lot of times you just think, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? There's nothing wrong with anybody in the world out there at all. It's just sometimes we're not in the right fit. We're not knowing what is right with us. And so that is the problem. Just like you have with your job of, okay, why is this not fitting? Why is this not working? And you just needed someone to say, hey, actually, this is what makes you right. And this is probably where you need to go. And then that just changes, I think, your whole perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what are some of the biggest results you've seen, Devin, from someone living in their strengths, finder strengths? You know, any clients, yourself, personal, tell us, tell us your stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, well, I wanted to share this metaphor because I just love it. So there's this amazing video that I like to share when I'm doing StrengthsFinder talks or workshops. And it's a video of Valspar and Enchroma. So Valspar is the paint company. And they uh, partnered up to make this incredible video and a new technology where basically they give people who've been colorblind all their lives um, these glasses that actually filter out colors so that they can see the different colors um, in the room and in the world and in nature. And so it's so gorgeous because um, there's like a wall with hues of pinks and yellows and greens and orange. And then there's this beautiful piece of art that's string art, you know, kind of floating in the middle of the room. And, and these people who've never been able to see those differences in those tones of, you know, green and pink and red and um, now go in there. And it like, it moves many people in the audience to tears because it's, they're seeing this for the first time. They're seeing those colors and those differences, the uniqueness. And there's a dad who's looking at, you know, crayon drawings that his son made. And he's just amazed. He's like, oh, that's why he goes into the crayon box a hundred times. And that's what I, I think is just the metaphor for strengths. It's like when we use strengths, it's like putting on those glasses, uh, the clarity that opens up kind of our thinking and opens up our eyes to the ways that people are just so different. Um, 
rather than seeing everyone as uniform, we just, we can see, you know, their quirks and their things as the unique color that they bring to the world. Um, and it just opens up so much for us. And so I think about like, I have a, I have a client who I've been working with and she is on this um, really incredible kind of spiritual journey right now. And two of her strengths are intellection connectedness. And I feel like since we've worked, you know, she, she had a general understanding of her strengths when we first met and now has just gone so much deeper into knowing how her strengths play out in her life and a lot in the spiritual journey. And it's been so cool to see her connect to her strengths and understand that she's had to use both her intellection and her connectedness on this journey. So intellection is about deep thinking, uh, being very uh, thoughtful and, you know, spending a lot of time thinking about either big problems or kind of philosophical, why are we here type questions. They're, they're brilliant. I love speaking to people with intellection because they're just so fascinating and I love how much they think about our world. And she's had to use that in thinking about this journey and this, this um, kind of metamorphosis that she's on. And she uses it when she's studying her new her new spiritual journey. And she um, has taken to books and she's taken to lectures and authors and um, meeting with spiritual directors. And um, her, her mind has been very much engaged in this journey. And then also it's been really cool for her to identify how her connectedness, like she, she recently in a meeting um, in a session with the two of us, she was saying how she it's kind of coming more to fruition when it's connecting now to the people in, um, in this faith. So she is, you know, she's been able to go and be part of a community now. And so she's kind of going from the mind element of just reading and books and theory now to the actual, she was ready to step into the connection of, of the heart and the relational piece of connecting to a rabbi and connecting to the people um, of her, you know, of her new faith. And so it's been just really awesome. I feel like those results are, it's so personal to her. You know, we uh, might not experience, I, I do because I get to talk with her uh, through this, but others might not experience what that has been like for her. But for her to just realize, oh, this was kind of the journey I needed to take. And, and this is how I'm going to use these strengths to really um, take this in a, a thoughtful way and really apply um, my what I have within me to this really huge life change and then be totally okay with it and be really grateful for those strengths that I get to bring to the table. Um, and so for me, that just like just lights up my world when I see people being able, um, she uses her, her themes all the time in our conversation and, and just connecting it to what's going on in her day-to-day -day life. So I think when we know that, when we have a language to it, when we, when we specifically look for where our strengths are, uh, in our day-to-day -day life, they become more apparent. It's almost like when you buy a new car and you see it all over the place. It's like when I have that strength and I start to really keep my eyes open for where it's showing up, then I have more awareness and then more awareness leads to more using that strength and kind of a cycle, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I hear you say with this client is that she has been going on the spiritual journey. And so she's just been using her strengths along the way to make it more fruitful for her. Am I hearing that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So really at the end of the day, it's all about that awareness and knowing whatever journey we're going to take, we're going to make it and live it almost like at our highest potential, because mm -hmm. then we're going to know what to do in order to be able to live in that high potential or at our best self. Right. 
Yeah, definitely. To be able to start to say, okay, here is a goal that I have. I love doing this. Like goal setting with strengths is so incredible. So having a goal. So say uh, as a career coach, I have a lot of people who want to get a new job or they want to leave their job and they want to be able to support themselves. So I have a client right now who she, she has this blog and she is so brilliant and creating amazing artwork and just um, really thoughtful pieces. And she wants to be able to leave her job because she doesn't have energy at her job, but she loves this thing that she's doing on the side. So we can sit down and we can say, okay, by when do you need to leave your job? When do you want to leave your job? How much money do you want to be making at that point? What do you need to do to get there? And we look and we specifically aim her strengths and, and use those to get to the goal. So um, she has a strength of context. I'm going to say, look back through your past, you know, six months of expenses and let's create you a new budget. Cause she's really good at looking backwards. Um, she's got deliberative strength. What are some potential pitfalls? Tell me about the roadblocks that you anticipate in getting towards this goal. And so when we really get super tangible about here's one specific goal, let's break it down and think about the five strengths and the way that you're going to use those to get there. That's like, that is just gold because they realize, okay, I have to use this today. I have to use this strength this week. And that is how we really aim the strength and see a lot of the fruit from that. Um, and then you can feel like you're moving towards it rather than it being some big audacious out there plan that we don't really have a, uh, you know, step-by-step -step ways to get there. We can actually use those tools that you have in your back pocket um, on a daily basis. Yeah. And two, not only does it allow you to hit your goals easier, but I feel like the journey is so flipping fun mm -hmm. because then you're using the things you already naturally love to do and are natural to you. And so it just becomes a really fun thing. You know, that's how I feel with my business is that I really have built my business around my strengths and I've taken these coaching programs from business coaches. It's like, Oh, never answer an email or, you know, it's just you people buy and that's the end of it. And I started, you know, going through that and I realized, no, like I have connectedness. I have individualization. I have to be in a space where I'm connecting and able to individualize content with people. And so then it made my business even more fun because it started to become not so fun. And I realized I got to go back to my strengths. And so anytime somebody can do that, like Devin talks about with goals or anything in life with your relationships, your jobs, your businesses, whatever it is and say, okay, how can I build this around my strengths? That's when the situation changes, you know, just like with my relationship with my husband, he has futuristic. I have activator. I'm all about the here and now he's all about the future. And so we have to, we've had to learn how to balance that. And usually every weekend I give him his futuristic time where he wants to go look at houses. He wants to look at cars. He wants <laughs> to talk about all this futuristic stuff. And I honor that in him. And so that's changed our relationship in a way. Whereas with him, you know, he's got to put up with me kind of going a million miles a minute sometimes. And so then again, it makes our, our relationship more fruitful. It just makes life so much better. That's so funny. Lindsay, I feel like we have so much in common. My husband is also futuristic and we basically do the exact same thing. So 
funny. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and, you, and we both know that futuristic and activator are great pairs with each other because before him, I never thought about the future. I thought about mm-hmm. the day to day. And so now I've had to really open my mind. And so it's just, you know, we talked about it here too, Devin, with partnerships and how that can be so great. Cause not only about learning your own strengths and you know, what works for you, but other people and say, okay, how can I partner with them and make this work? Um, I know back when I was in my corporate job, I was in a position that was more analytical. It was just a, a job that I knew I needed to take. And I would come in with my connectedness of everything happens for a reason and da, 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 da. And one girl turns to me one day and said, I hate it when you say that, Lindsay. It's a bunch of crap, blah, blah, blah. And I realized she has, you know, things like analytical high. Mm-hmm. And I was so hurt by that. And then I realized, no, Lindsay, that's your connectedness. That's her analytical, like, let it go. And I was able to kind of work in the team better just on a personal sense and in a professional sense, knowing what strengths are. And again, it just makes life so fun, so easy, makes you love life, love other people. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm sure you could too, Devin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. Well, we talked about some of the biggest results that you've seen. You know, you talked about just your clients are able to live more in their goals, get their goals easier you know, how have you seen in your own life, Devin, when someone's not living in their strengths, what's the cost of that? What does life look like typically? Well, I think I can just speak from my own experience. When I was not living in my strengths and didn't have a lot of awareness of them, it just, I felt like I was kind of swimming upstream for a lot of things because I, you know, to be honest, was kind of thinking like everyone must think like me or should be motivated in the way that I am. And that was pretty narrow-minded because I didn't realize I don't have an individualization anywhere in my top strengths, Lindsay. So you already had a natural tendency to realize people's differences and, and how we all need to be kind of approached individually. Um, that wasn't a natural thing for me. And so it what felt um, kind of funky, really wanting to get towards a goal and having my activator be there, which is an influencing strength, wanting to get people behind an idea and get them moving towards it. Um, but I didn't recognize um, that people needed to be motivated differently. And I think when you realize some people are motivated by um, action and goals and deadlines and checking off the boxes, other people are motivated by feeling a deep connection and relationship with others. Other people are motivated by thinking about big problems. Um, other people are motivated by opportunities to grow and learn. Um, before I knew that, I just thought we all kind of should be thinking and working at the same pace and, um, and motivated by the same things. And so uh, I was really missing out on uh, helping people get to their goals in the way that made sense for them. Um, I think I probably kind of frustrated certain people because I wanted them to do things in the way that I did them. Um, and that doesn't work for everybody. And then I, I really missed out on opportunities to be the kind of leader that I, I want to be that I am now having more awareness of my strengths. So I think you just, we possibly miss out on, on really being the best version of, of who we want to be being, whether that's the best wife, the best mom, the best um, entrepreneur, the best leader, um, businesswoman, CEO, uh, whatever that is. Um, when we don't have the language to put to the things that we do, we can't really explain to others, hey, here's why I do what I do. I think that's one of the biggest benefits of strengths is being able to tell somebody else, hey, just so you know, I do this because I have this strength. Not to give an excuse, 
because we don't want to use, you know, strengths as an excuse to not grow or change, but to just give them awareness because other people might not notice or might not realize um, why we do the things we do. So I love being able to kind of gently explain to someone who might be not understanding why we are the way we are, just say, hey, you know, that's just my harmony strength. I love when we have consensus and I really don't like to argue. Um, and so I think that's kind of what we miss. Yeah, not only what I hear you say, Devin, is you're missing out on yourself and living at your own highest potential, but then too, you know, being able to love others and live at your own, maybe that's a spiritual goal for you. I know it was for me of, I used to be so judgmental and you talked about it of, you know, why aren't people like me? Why aren't they doing this like me or da, 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 da. Even mm -hmm. though inside I was beating myself up, I still kind of had this exterior of like, people aren't like me. Um, but what I realized is like, they're who they are and they're beautiful and special and unique and just as special as I am. And that allowed me to cut my own judgment. And of course, by doing that, it allowed me to cut judgment of others. And so again, it just allowed me to live at this, this high potential. I just, I, I really don't think there's any other way to say it because we both keep saying it the same way is that you just yeah. are able to be the person you were meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think it's so funny because, um, I talk about judgmental. So um, I work really closely with my sister and we're close in age. We're less than two years apart and love her to pieces, but we're so, so different. And um, she's actually been helping me on my business. So my coaching business and she helps, uh, she's an incredible writer. She's high intellection. So she, every word has meaning, you know, that she writes and, and it's been so funny because I'm activator. I'm like, let's just do it. Massive and perfect action. Just move. And she is like, Devin, don't just put things out that don't have meaning. We need to think about this. We need to be. So it's been really fun because I think we push each other. Like we can't be all one way or the other. We can't go all towards think and not act. And we can't go all towards act without, without intention. Um, and so having, understanding her strengths of intellection and empathy has really helped me to not judge that she moves at a different place or that she is much more thoughtful or much more quiet than me, but actually realized that is the biggest strength that she brings um, to the world. And that's something I really need in my life and in my business. And so um, I've had to step away from, you know, thinking that was a bad thing or kind of um, being impatient with her and that and activators known for being impatient, but um, moving more towards just loving that in her and saying, I need this from you. And I need you to challenge me with that strength that you have, because that is going to make me better. And I hope that also my activator, my kind of pushing you to, to, to be a little bit more fearless will also make her better. Yeah. And, you know, if anybody is out there listening who is a manager of a team or has any kind of influence to help other managers, like this is where the sweet stuff is, is where you're able to hire people with different kinds of strengths and bring them all together to make a powerhouse of people. And then two, giving them all the language and the understanding of this is why so-and-so does this. This is why so-and-so does that. And this is how you guys work together. Holy moly. I mean, that's where it becomes really powerful. Like you said, with your sister, the intellection activator, you know, you guys are better together than apart and you're able to take the best of each other and make something even better. And so, I, I mean, this is just what makes really great companies because they know that and they know how to hire people. They know how to bring people together and create something magical from that. Um, so it's just so cool. So cool. Well, Devin, I want to ask you a couple of fun questions that I ask all my guests. So are you ready for some fun? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. It. So are you a dog or a cat person? Dog person. Dog person. Do you have any doggies? 
I don't. I hope so. We um we rent, so we don't have a landlord who is too keen on dogs. But in our next place, that's the goal. We want to get a golden doodle. Oh, cool. That's what we have. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I just love that they're so adorable and then they don't shed. It's like, hallelujah. Yeah. And they're so smart too. Yeah. And friendly. So Yes. Well, what's your favorite book, Devin? So my, one of my favorite books that I've read this year is a book called Brazen by an author. Her name is Leanna Tinkersley. It's got a bright pink cover and I love pink and I love things that are girly. And there's actually a story behind the pink that she uses, the fuchsia. Um, and basically the book is just about living brazen, which is without shame and living boldly. And my goodness, I feel like I want to read that book every single year. It's so good. I highly, highly recommend it. Oh, I'm going to have to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. That sounds awesome. Well, what's something you love to do and you can't imagine life without it? Um, maybe not something I do, but I can't imagine life without the ocean. Um, it's uh, like my husband and I, we live in this, this little place um, right by the beach here in San Diego. And um, we could have a bigger house in another place, but we really, really love being so close to the ocean. It's like a five minute walk down to the beach. And there's something about it also with my connectedness. I feel really connected to myself and connected to God when I'm by the water, when I'm by the ocean and just see the massive expanse and see the horizon. It makes me just feel so um, like part of something big, like this, just this whole world in this universe. So I can't imagine not being able to just kind of either, maybe not always walk, but at least a, a short drive to the ocean. Oh, yes. I'm so jealous of your ocean. <laughs> you have to come visit. You can yes, I will. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So what does having a life you love mean to you, Devin? Oh man, that's a good one. Having a life you love. Um, I think for me, it's just, do I get up every morning um, feeling like there is something exciting and something worthwhile to do? Is it worth jumping out of bed with energy? I do a five minute journal. I love this. Um, the five minute journal. It's just a couple questions every morning. What are you looking forward to? It's a daily affirmation. What would make today great? And I love that right now I'm in that kind of zone, like flowing through life where it's so easy for me to answer what am I grateful for? And having a life you love, I think is you wake up with gratitude and energy for what lies before you. Yeah, absolutely. I love hearing everybody's responses to that because, you know, here on Life Lovers Radio, that's what I talk about, getting a life you love. And I always want people to understand that it can be a totally different picture to anybody else. But really what I'm hearing from all the guests, it's it's the same core of just loving life. You know, you wake up with this passion or this excitement, this gratitude, and everything else just kind of falls into place when you feel that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what has been your favorite setback in life, Devin? Oh man, I love this. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that I have a strong failure immunity. So definitely, um, yeah, not afraid to do something and, and have a setback. I think one of my favorite setbacks was when I got a D in my biology class in college. Um, it was something I, you know, was so ashamed of and didn't share for a long time. And actually now I share it with really no shame because it's actually what led me to the right major and a better path for my life. Um, that I think you could, we could look a lot deeper into the strengths behind it, but there wasn't a natural fit. And so I'm so glad because if I had just kept going on that path, things would have gone really differently. So I'm glad that I, I had to have kind of a wake up call. Yeah. 
Yeah. Gosh, it's so cool when, when people talk about their setback, because at the time, like you said, it's so full of shame and, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. But then you realize, and if you're a spiritual person, you realize there's actually a new door opening. That's going to be exactly better for you. Love that. Yeah. Well, what's one thing you do if you had no fear? Cause you say you, you have very little of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I do if I have no fear. Yeah. I, I feel like I do a lot of the things I have fear. Um, one thing that I haven't yet done that I really want to do that I have a little bit of fear around would be to go skydiving. Um, I grew up with a really intense fear of heights and then one day it just randomly went away. So I'm like, I need to take advantage of this and go skydiving. I imagine it feels just like a total freedom to just be falling and seeing the gorgeous world beneath you. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, so last one question. Yeah. How can women start to support each other even more in life? So one thing I, I have in my life that I just wish, and I hope that everyone has, and we, we talk about it, it's kind of the cheesy word, but the tribe. I have these seven women in my life and we get together every two weeks without fail. And we just talk about life and about challenges. We talk about career. We talk about the good and the bad and And I think there's something about having a consistent place to go and know that I've got my, you know, 20 something minutes to just talk about me and what's going on. And they're just going to listen and love on me and ask some good questions and offer loving advice, not, not criticize, not challenge in any way. But I think there's something really awesome about being in community with other women in that way. Um, Because we can also do it day to day, you know, like, you know, acknowledging good work um, at the office and here or there. But I think when there's like an intentional place for us to go and support and love and listen, it is just so, it feels so connected, um, which I guess is my connectedness, needing that. So I would recommend like you find a group of women who want to do that, who want to just hang out, have some wine, you know, talk on a Tuesday night or whatever that is. Um, and just talk about life, not have an agenda, but literally just talk about life and answer um, any questions you have, like, or any challenges in that moment. And it is so amazing what will come and the, the awareness that you'll get through even just kind of processing externally with others and, and getting their hopefully really wise and valuable feedback. Yeah, so true. It's so fun. It's so hard to find those kind of women, though. Seven. How did you find seven of them? I know I got so lucky. Um, they're actually, it was a group that started out of my church and we, it was meant to be an eight week group. And three years later, we are still going strong. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I think, um, they, we all just kind of had the same, um, hopes for this group and have really had to commit to it. And that's the crazy thing is like, since the group started, um, three of us have gotten married. Uh, one has actually moved away. And there's been so much life that comes up. There's so many uh, intersections where it could have fallen through. But we're all so committed to this being a natural rhythm of our lives that we, we, won't, let it, we won't let it fall through. We won't let it fall apart. Yeah, so you guys have that commonality mm-hmm. of this intention or this goal to keep this together. Yeah, it's so space. Yeah, so cool. Okay, so Devin, we covered a lot today about StringSinder and how awesome it is and how it allows you to live your best self. But what's something that listeners can do today, other than, of course, just take the StringSinder assessment that can help them with their strings? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, well, if you haven't taken StringSinder, I do recommend it. But if you, um, if you have it or if you want another way to kind of just help with your strengths and, and pour into that, I would say 
start to listen. Um, ask questions. I ask really good questions. Like if you're working on a project with someone at work or you're meeting with a client, asking them, what do you see as the priority here? Or what do you see might go wrong? Or what are you most excited about um, in this process? Because even hearing someone else's internal world, which I think we stay a lot inside of our own worlds, we don't share exactly what our um, thought process is or where we're coming from. Um, but when that becomes um, more external and, and it's spoken out loud, one, you'll understand the filter that that person brings to the table and the really awesome thought, you know, thinking that goes um, on in their mind. And then it also might give you some clarity of, oh, wow, they're seeing it from this perspective. You know, they are thinking that um, it's really important to be um, thinking about the end user or the customer or um, the relationships in their life. And I'm really thinking about the process of how we're going to get there. Um, even that will be like kind of clues to strengths of understanding someone else's filters and what they prioritize and what they look for versus what I look for. And then I would recommend that you also verbalize back to that person. Oh, that's so cool. I love that you're thinking about it from that perspective. Here's how I'm thinking about it. And you might end up having a really awesome conversation about just the different perspectives that you bring to the table. Yeah. You know, there's a quote out there. I think it's Tony Robbins. who said it, the most successful people ask the right questions mm -hmm. and those that you just gave are excellent questions. And like you said, we're so um, tied into what we're thinking, what we're doing. A lot of times our own emotions, our own crap that's going on. And when we're able to step out of that and ask other people questions and see what's going on in their world, that's when we can start to gain better insight, to be more productive, gain better awareness about ourselves. And again, it just makes life so much easier and um, so much more fruitful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What a great exercise, Devin. That was gold right there, listener. <laughs> gold. So Devin, is there anything else that we didn't cover today or that you didn't get to mention about StringsFinder? So I think I just want to reiterate that we, we have to take them beyond the five words. Um, that strengths really takes an investment and that it's so worth it when you spend time reading through your strengths insight guide, um, thinking about how your strengths show up in your day-to-day -day life, asking people, hey, um, so this strength of includer showed up and here's what it means. How do you see that in me? And can you, can you tell me like where you notice that happening in my life? When you take the time to invest in your strengths, whether that is you know, in your own just process of reading about it and sharing it with your friends and family, or whether that's really going to the next level and investing in a coach like Lindsay, um, it's just going to be so fruitful for you. And I know um, it's more, it's so much more than words on a page and it's so much more than a good conversation. So I just want to kind of reiterate that it's not something that just goes on your Instagram bio or the report you read one time, but it's, really a tool that can unlock so much for your life and help you become your best self. Absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, I'm gosh, like four years into knowing my strengths and studying them, I would say on a weekly, if not daily basis. And I learn new things every single day, every day I'm learning something new. This can be a lifelong study if you want it to. And I know the learner input intellectual people out there are like, Oh yes, this is awesome. Um, and it is, it is, it's a really cool thing, but it can also be something that if you just go a little bit farther, like Devin says, just go beyond the words, maybe read your report. You're still going to gain a lot of insight. So no matter where you want to fall on the scale, 
just please just go beyond the, those top five words because then you're going to be able to really gain some insight. The words itself aren't going to mean that much to you. I love what you said too, Lindsay, because um, it's so funny. Often people are, they ask me, can I get my top 10 or can I get my full 34? And we'll kind of talk about that. And I just say, girl, or, you know, there is a whole lifetime in these five words. Like you, you have so much juicy goodness here in just these five. Like we don't really need to go beyond it. And, and there is opportunity to, I mean, you can find your 34 strengths and look at your top 10 if you want to, but um, I agree with you. I learn new things about my woo and my connectedness day to day, especially when um, I'm talking about it and it's kind of top of mind. So there is a lot that we can learn just even from those five. Yeah. Well, hopefully everybody out there is totally in love with Strengths Finder, Devin, because <laughs> hopefully our passion's shown through. It's so easy to take. And Devin and I don't make any kind of compensation off people taking the Strengths Finder. So it, we're just sharing the love here. So go take it. And I'll, I'll share a link here in a bit about where you can go take that very easily. But Devin, where can listeners connect with you and reach out and uh, follow you and, and get some free training and all that fun stuff? Oh yeah, absolutely. So you can find my website. I'm devinalexisjones.com. Devin is spelled D-E-V-I-N. I know there's lots of ways to spell my name. Um, so, and on my website, I do have kind of my get coaching page that walks through what coaching looks like. I also have freebies there, um, some cool resources that I've been developing and hopefully one coming very soon, um, specifically on strengths and leadership. And then I also have my Instagram handle, which is also at Devin Alexis Jones and I'm Devin Alexis Jones on Facebook. So I'd love to, um, connect with any of you via those different resources. Awesome. Devin, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking strengths. I had a bunch of fun. I hope you did too. Oh my gosh, Lindsay, this was so, so fun. And I need to come either visit you or you need to come out here because I feel like we could just talk for hours over coffee or a bottle of wine um, about just strengths and how amazing they are. Oh, yes, for sure. Thanks, Devin. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're gonna accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.